Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. I am the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will. Joining me, Peakless Mountaineer. And Ricky Rich. We have Ricky in Pennsylvania calling Ricky. You're on Free Talk Live. Thank you there, Brother Ian, and the same to the other brother. Uh, Ian's not here tonight. It's the captain. Captain, you threw me through a loopy and you confused the hell out of me. You just called you Ian. You just called me Ian again, and I'm the captain. 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 Are you Captain Freeman? No, I'm Captain Kickass. Yeah, Dave's Captain not here, man. Well, I'm Ricky from the Commonwealth. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah, we've spoken many times, but you and always call me Ian the whole time. You always call me Ian. And you so. know, and, and I'm right on topic tonight. Captain. <laughs> I mean, Captain Kickass. A I N, not I A N. Yeah. He's Captain dyslexic. Kick-ass. Well, Reverend Here's Lord Typo. No Go doubt. Go ahead, Ricky. Well, you know, I'm right on topic, it appears, for the show. Because I'm going to refer to the call that came in last night. They were not on topic for the show. That was last night's show. This is an entirely new show. And also, there were two shows last night. So which show, Ricky? Beard Talk Live or Free Talk Live? Free Talk Live. Okay. All right, go ahead. But you know what? It comes down to this. Uh, The caller from California who decided that he was a comedian and uh, went on, and he was a speed freak, and that's fine. He's from California. But you know what I recommend? I recommend that he listen to the show from the 23rd of uh, February that uh, you, me, and Jay had. And he'll get all the answers he wanted, plain and simple. Okay. Now, on to the topic. Okay, let's go. That's what it is. I don't know if this guy actually listens, but there it is. Uh, here's a topic. Believe it or not, I never commented on this on the show. I don't believe it. But there's only one time that I actually wrote the president, and that was the middle of 2012, and I totally forgot about it till just yesterday. Who did you I wrote for? the Obama White House, you know? Wrote or vote? I thought you said wrote. Wrote. Yeah, I heard wrote. I wrote. Oh, wrote. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Dear Mr. Obama. Right, yeah. Yeah, only one time. Okay. And here's what it was. I came up with a very simple plan to reform income tax. Oh. I wanted to throw it at you guys. All right. Well, that explains why nothing happened. I'm against it already. It's a simple plan, and it would reform it. That's the last thing they want to do with it's income tax. Becoming Beard Talk Live, guys. Let, let the caller have a chance to speak. I didn't interrupt him. I waited for him to finish, and then I commented. Okay. Well, it's real simple. Now, there's a few things that are unique about this, and it'll be apparent. And it's based on the month. There's 12 months in the year. You file your income tax, but it's based on the month. Here it out goes. First month, as an example of the year, say you make 30, 000, under $30,000 that month. You don't pay income tax. Now, if you do that every single month through the course of 12 months, 30000 a month, you pay no income tax. But here's how it goes. I think I might be now, following your plan already. Oh, it gets better, believe me. Why would now you follow this now, plan already? Wait, thirty grand a month? That's, you know, close to four hundred grand a year. Well, which means Peakless is one of the tax the rich people instead of abolish the tax. No, no, I'm saying I might be following it, as in this might be what I do anyway. Oh, okay. Go All ahead. right, go ahead, Ray. Okay. Right. So the way this works is there's four more levels of uh, of income. The next level would be uh, thirty it would be from thirty thousand up to five fifty nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. It's ten percent. Any tax plan other than abolish the income tax and all other federal taxes, like I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to hear it out. I don't care. Yeah. Well, but the only fair I'm tax. Fine, is I'm zero. fine with hearing any tax plan that they that a they think can actually get passed and b reduces them. I okay. don't care for who. I, I'd put that b don't part care for first him. if I were you. But at the same time, it's never going to happen. And the only tax plans that ever get passed are ones that increase your taxes. Right. They never go down. Name a time in well, your life that taxes means I'm just have ever not decreased. interested in hearing about tax plans. Have, has has well, taxation ever decreased anywhere in your life? Not in my lifetime, but in general, yes, because the top tax bracket used to be in the 90%. So, like, that has come down. Okay, time. but, like, then you, you know, throw inflation into the equation, and you're like, oh, did it really? Well, as a percentage, yes. <laughs> like, it used to be 90, and now it's not. Yeah. Right? I don't know what the top bracket is now. But at one, at one point, it used to be 90, and it was around that time, right, that companies went, well, let's start giving people benefits instead. Mm. 
right? And so that 90% tax Bennies bracket, instead of perks? Yeah. But <laughs> two different kinds of drugs. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's like a, du- a direct result of that is the mess that is the current healthcare system. Mm. Right? Yeah, that's true. So, well, I mean, the reason that all got thrown out of whack in the first place was because you weren't allowed to give people raises during World War II. So they gave them the benefit of, oh, well, you have what bill? Okay, well, everyone's paying for uh, medical insurance. Great. We will just throw that in on, you know, our high, our high paid positions. Is that positions. how that came about? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how it came about. They, they uh, put a cap on, uh, on any kind of raises. You, you know, weren't allowed to give any raises to anybody for any reason, and they've still got to compete for talent. So you they- know, I learned something today. I learned that benefits were brought about. By a ban on increasing wages during World War II. Yeah. And the thing is, throughout the world, throughout time, if you actually just talk to the people working and ask, hey, would you like blah, blah, blah benefits? Or would you just like more money? More money. More money. Every time. Everywhere you go throughout time, they always just want more money. But now they've corrupted it. So having an individual plan for your medical is prohibitively more expensive than the company plan. Yeah. Unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's your name? Um, this is Jack from Ocean Shores, Washington. Jack from Ocean Shores, you are live on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, I haven't spoken with you guys for quite a while. Why not? Yeah, what's up with that? Uh, Lame. I got off of like I got off all my social media. Oh. I don't know what it was. Somewhere between six months and and uh, maybe even a year. We've missed you, man. We're not social well, media. Well, no, it's been weird. You know, when I got off the, I was kicked off of Twitter, you know, obviously someone doesn't like me. Ooh, what'd you um, do? Oh, I don't really know. Cost I Elon uh, the wrong way. Yeah, no one ever knows, know I guess. Kid. Yeah, I saw three little punk kids, as I thought, beating up an old man on a, I don't know if it was a train or a, one of those underground ones. An uh, underground subway. railroad? <laughs> like a subway? Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. How, not the sandwich. Well, that could all come together, actually. Pretty easy. Huh. No, you guys are. Anyway, so like getting off of all those things, except for Facebook, because it kind of built more into a family type of thing. Thank you, Zuckerberg. That's the one Especially, you got to get off. It's the most important one to get off. <laughs> Except I'm still Well, playing. that's Chatterbait, but that's a whole different thing. Um, anyway. <laughs> nice. No, it's a place you go to meet and talk to people. It's a yeah, really nice no, website. Got it. Carry yeah, on, Mr. No, Beoff. Like, um, so, yeah, I just want to say, like, removing a lot of the imaging actually looking away from a lot of like, I don't know, billboards and stuff about an activist when it comes to abortion, which is so open-ended. You're an activist in abortion. What does that really say? Anyway, what do you guys think? Being an activist on abortion? Yeah. Well, um, so I tend to disagree with a lot of the uh, conservative libertarians on abortion. Uh I am a very, very firm believer that you have no right to your body until you have mixed it with nature. That the that property comes from one source and one source only, and that is when you mix labor with nature, and that has to be an observable, objective event. So until you until you take that first breath, it's not your body. Now that being said, I don't like being around the kind of people that want to do abortions either. Like that is not the kind of people that are are quality people. That's like hanging out with people that kick their dog for no reason. So I'm glad you asked because I have held my opinion on this topic for quite some time. But the longer format allows me to extrapolate where I'm coming from. So I will say, number one, uh, I am pro-abortion. Because it seems to me that the people who are boarding their kids the most are not libertarians and anarchists. Well, can I say something, guys? Yes. Real quietly, I'm sorry. Um, Real I don't want to interrupt too much. Um, <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I'm going to continue. You know, it kind of reminds me a little bit based on what you said. Um, it's almost like playing like Mario. Did you guys ever play Mario and Luigi game back Super in the Super Mario? Yes. Oh, yeah. And it was, it's kind of like, I think more like that, you know, more like Indian philosophy stuff. And it plays perfectly into Christianity. Sorry, I never remember that word. Christianity. Anyway, the Christian one. And then also the Ishmael and the... Uh, um, can't remember. You lost me. One. All right. Let, yeah. me cut you, let me cut you off because I'll, I'll, I'll get to my point because okay. I don't think we're on the I'm same sorry, page. Man. I, I just wanted to say that first. 
here's the thing with abortion in general mm. that I th- I think like even libertarian thinkers don't really get to necessarily. So who's the victim and how do you make them whole? Well, um, huh. to, to give the happy. argument for that, uh, those who are against abortion would give, right. uh, they would say that the victim is the, the unborn child. Okay. And that basically at that point, there really is no way to make them whole much in the same way as murdering someone. There's no way to make them whole. It's Rob in Vermont. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. So, uh, hey. Geez. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm grateful that I'm alive, but but anyway, that's not why I called. It, it, it You know, we've had another, yet another shooting. What and, did you do? I mean, this one is really bizarre. It was out of uh, uh, the, uh, came up story, came out of the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Uh, that these there was a funeral for a uh, a teenage boy, fifteen year old teenage boy, who was fatally stabbed at uh, at high school. Okay. Uh, at that time, at the funeral, there was a shooting where three other teens were wounded at the funeral. I mean, good place to get shot. Wow, you know, it just. Because they don't have far to bring the body, you mean? Now, now we have a mass grave instead. Yeah. Three teens shot in St. Paul at a reception, a funeral reception for Harding High stabbing victim. The non-fatal shootings occurred Friday night at a rec center where a memorial for Devin Scott, age 15, had been held. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what might have happened if everybody at the rec center were armed. One well, person would have got shot, the or two people would have got shot. Mm-hmm. Yep. The first, the first yeah. victim and the shooter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everyone there should have been able to have a firearm. When I went to uh, junior high and high school, there were guys that drove their pickups to school and they had rifles in the back of their yeah, me too. pickup trucks. They never went off. No, Nobody they they never home. left the truck. Actually, they just right. stayed on the rifle rack in the back of the and. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but the school that I went to, the truck was probably left unlocked in the parking lot as well. Like, you could have just walked up to it, opened the door. You could have been anybody, opened the door, grabbed the rifle, and began shooting. It just didn't happen. No, nobody said, oh, I'm going to go get my rifle and I'll settle this. That never happened. There was a lot of respect back then that our parents taught us about, you know, safety and stuff like that for firearms, but... You know, that seems to have gone away. I don't know why. I don't think it's firearm safety that's an issue, right? It's like it's mental health. Mm. Well, that too. Right. You know, that's yep. a big problem. It's not because they don't know how to operate an AR-15, right? They go, oh, I'm just going to go shoot everybody in my class, right? There's right. something else triggering that. Yeah. Yeah. And as uh, as Captain will point out, the choice to kill comes long before the choice of which weapon to use. Long so, before. Yeah, so if you take away, you know, all of the guns, okay, well, now they're going to go learn how to make pipe bombs. They're st- if you make insane people, then they're going to go kill a bunch of people. That's just how it works. As evident in this case where it was a stabbing to start this off. This was a stabbing to start this off? Right, the so kid got stabbed the, in school the funeral, at the funeral. Right, the funeral uh, was, was for a kid who got stabbed at school. And so then at the funeral, people got shot. Some sort of a drive-by type thing in here, as I can tell. The Art of War, if you will, Sun Tzu uh, and Military Strategy 101 tells us that the most difficult geographic area to conquer militarily is one that has a heavily armed populace. Mm -hmm. And so if your government was genuinely concerned about being invaded by another country's military or being taken over by some other means, they would insist on training each and every individual in a public school system with firearms training, and then they would even give you a firearm, if not multiple firearms and ammunition to boot, because that is the best defense against an invasion. Mm-hmm. The like fact, they handed out in Ukraine. 
Like they yeah. handed out in Ukraine. The fact that your government does not do any of these things and, in fact, encourages you to be defenseless without a firearm is very telling about their level of care about you. Mm-hmm. And in the free societies that we are creating, I very strongly believe that we should put the social pressure on people to teach their kids how to use a firearm. Even the ones who we do not allow firearms in this house, okay, that's your right. But you still have a a social obligation to me if you want to hang out with me and my people to teach them how to use these things so that they're not scared of them when they find them, nor do they think that they're toys. Yep. I think in general, with with all the talk about the United States being the most heavily armed nation and there's a firearm between every blade of grass and China would never think to invade and Russia would never think to invade uh I want to posit that the invasion has already happened from the inside, right? Because all those heavily armed people are not willing to defend themselves against the government that oppresses them already. Rob? We need to go back to old school ways of having family values. You know, get back to real uh, discipline at home. Well, like hitting your kids and stuff? I I disagree. Well, I I mean, I think we need to... And stop listening to our own governments. And, I mean, we should be able to uh, raise our own children with good values. Well, that starts with actually raising our own children. And right now... Something the United States of America is not doing. Yeah, I mean, it's... Go back to old school way family values. I mean, the way it used to be. Well, I mean, it's illegal. The government taught us. It is illegal in a lot of states to do homeschooling at all. Like... At all, to raise your own children is against the law. How in the world do you expect to have a healthy population when human beings raising their own young will get them put in a cage? They don't have a healthy population. Yeah. Right? That's the thing. They don't have a healthy population. The the invasion is from within. And they're already disarmed or mentally disarmed because they won't raise their they won't raise their arms to defend against that insurrection, you know that that invasion from within. Yeah. Well, and that's the sad truth about it too is that the only thing that people see as worth actually raising arms against is if they come to take your guns, which which they already have, yeah. and nobody raised a gun. Yeah. Right. We we learned that at Katrina, they showed up. They said, give us your guns. And all the gun owners, you know, my, I don't know about all of them, but all the ones that were like, they'll never come. And from my cold, dead hands, handed them over. It's done. W- we Man, can I stop no that argument. That, I had no idea they did that in Katrina. Let's go to Gigi calling. Uh, Gigi, where are you calling from, South Carolina, Zarin? Yes, sir. Good evening, everybody. I'm calling from Charleston. Welcome. And the weather is finally more tolerable. <laughs> You're hey, through second winter. Well, rub it in. Something. <laughs> I beg, I beg your pardon. You've made it through second winter, and he it, says, "Well, rub we it have. in." Hey, I grew up in Miami. Anything <laughs> above, above, I mean, excuse me, anything below seventy, I get cold. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, a year ago, I remember I called in to your program, and I said, "This war in Ukraine." is not going to end soon. Yeah. And look where we are now, everybody. Yeah. Happy anniversary! And my, yeah! And my last thought is, at one time in recent history, just 200 some odd years ago, mm-hmm. less than that possibly, I'm not counting, it was illegal to educate enslaved people in America. Now, in the state of Florida, the governor says it's illegal to teach about slavery. Oh, no. What? Do you like that? Oh, I mean, oh, no. Sounds like the German and example. Right? They're not allowed thought, to talk about the one last Holocaust thought. and all that stuff. All right, go ahead, I Gigi. am very, very uncomfortable, unhappy, and actually very concerned Because there is a growing movement in Israel with the prime minister and the parliament voting 
and looking to change legislation to circumvent an independent judicial branch. That ain't no democracy, and people better be watching. And it scares the hell out of me. Uh, Yeah, democracy as a concept, I don't like. The God that failed. Yeah, I, I don't there like. There you go. I don't like the majority of people telling the minority of people what to do and how to do it. Like, if the majority of people want to act one way, that's fine. They can act that way. They have no right to force other people to act the way they prefer. I have. No so you support Israel? That. Is that what you're saying? I beg your pardon. I'm trying to get Captain to admit he's, that he supports Israel. He's trying to pigeonhole oh, me. Well, what I support is civil liberties and an independent judiciary, and we saw the removal of that in modern day Hungary, modern day Poland, and now it's encroaching into Israel, and it scares me as someone who values the law. I mean, does the United States have an independent judiciary? Was that? I would say, in my personal opinion, I think compared to where Israel is moving towards, we do. Okay. I mean, comparatively. Yeah, more than most. Okay. Yes, sir. But objectively. Yes, sir. But yeah, no, I mean, I no, I mean objectively so more than most. Years but... ago, it was illegal to teach enslaved people to become educated. And now the governor of Florida says... It's illegal to teach about slavery. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that facetiously. Where did you hear but that one? Because that, that sounds a little spurious to me. I mean, That's a good word. Yeah, not genuine. Oh, We're, no, I'm complimenting you, Richie. Don't be silly. That's faithless. Jinx, you want me to coke? <laughs> she, she gives all my compliments to you. I know. She's Nobody likes you, your account, It's man. fine. It's fine. Well, she calls in know, to talk to the, me. It's fine. Uh, it's true. She, I don't think she knows I exist, actually, because she'll like list <laughs> every single person what, except me. No love for Peekless Mountain. Everybody knows when I call in, I have a secret crush on the captain, so what can I say? Well, it's well, not very secret if you uh, tell him. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> well, fine. I mean Find his new dating profile. I mean it respectfully because I do love my husband, and oh. I know the captain is a happily married man, and I mean no disrespect to the captain's lovely wife. Ah, uh, well, she appreciates. I this is just kick-ass. like his intellect. <laughs> Would that be first date kickass? I just ran upon this set of news for uh, Jacks dot com. Obviously, Jacksonville, Florida teachers raised concern about new civics training. Saying it downplays slavery. Downplays. And promotes originalism. What's originalism? I'm sure this is a, uh, what's the, the racial thing? The oh, critical, uh, race, critical theory. race theory. Yeah. I'm sure oh. this is anti-critical race theory legislation. Oh. Yeah, that that I, I, I knew that was coming down. She's like, in Florida, I'm like, okay, this is going to have to do with critical race theory. But like... To say that they are not allowed to teach it at all, uh, I mean, I have at one point heard of them taking the taking slavery as a term out right. of the textbooks that were in Texas, and they had some like, oh, it was the triangular trade or some weird workaround to avoid using the term slavery, but like to not talk about it, I, I doubt it. Much, Could happen, but I doubt it. Much like the alt-right has like the JQ. The Jewish question that right. you're not supposed to ask. Right? I wonder if there's going to be like the SQ, the slavery question <laughs> that you're not supposed to ask, which is, whom did they buy the slaves from? Yeah. Mm. Well, that's my question for mm. this uh, this entity that people call government, right? Uh, if government claims to own all of land, and by the way, for those who don't know, every piece of planet Earth, every piece of land on planet Earth is claimed by a government. And when it wasn't claimed, the libertarians went and claimed it. So every piece of land claimed by a government now. So if government claims to own all of the land, who the F did they buy it from? Hmm. Well, so yes, and back to like my original thesis from several weeks ago, right, where rights stem from, it's either an agreement or that which you can defend. And so if no one is like threatening to take it from them, Right, they are either in agreement with the other governments on a on an international level, 
right? Or defending it properly against encroachment and taking it back. Yeah. So if you want it back, go take it back. There's a way to get it. It's the same way they got it in the first place. Yeah. You just got to like well, you gotta and, conquer and the so conquerors. The drink There's, some soda. And, and that's <laughs> the thing. There's two ways of looking at, at life that are consistent. And one of them is evil and the other one is good. Now, you can either be trying to talk about these things and be peaceful. Now, if you go down that route, eventually you have to come to the conclusion that, okay, you don't actually own things unless you've either traded what was yours or you mixed your labor with nature to get it. And now, hope the, that people agree with yeah, that assessment yeah. right? now, and don't try to take it from right. it. Right. And, and that is an endeavor. That's right. the thing. You are trying to be peaceful if you right. go down that route. Now, the other route, it's consistent. It's evil, but it's consistent is just the straight up might makes right. Just take it. It belongs to whoever can say it's theirs and defend it against whoever else says it's theirs. Right. Uh, moving back to this article from Jax4 about uh, this oh, uh, slavery in schools question. Uh, oh. By the way, I found out uh, originalism doesn't actually have to do with uh, slavery. It's uh, a particular interpretation of uh, the Constitution. One teacher, this is from the article, one teacher who spoke with News 4 Jack said he attended a recent conference and presenters downplayed slavery and said the widely accepted idea that the Founding Fathers wanted a separation between church and state is a misconception. I would almost agree with that. Hmm. Because it doesn't say separation of church and state in the Constitution. Right. Right? It's, it says that they will not establish a state church. Yeah. Right? So all the all the complaints about people praying in public school are misguided because you still should have the freedom to do that. You are not trying to establish a church by praying well, in public school. Well, there's an argument there. So, I mean, are you trying to establish a church? Well, yeah. There is the is... government trying to establish a church? Yeah, actually. I mean, if you like, so that's the thing. Different religions pray in real different ways. Okay. So if you pray in this particular way in all these government schools, that is a step toward establishing a government religion. No, it's not. Oh, absolutely. So, no, for, if, so let, let me give you let me give you the contrast. For example, so uh, in England, there is a straight up state religion. It's right. Anglicanism, which is why we have the separation in the Constitution. Right now, they if they decide that they're going to pray in school, they know exactly how they're going to pray in school Got because it. there is a, an agreed upon religion. Now, I'm not saying that this does the whole thing, but it definitely moves us in the direction of having an established state religion. Caller, you're unscreened. What's your name? You're live on the air. Uh, my name's Robert. I'm calling from Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, Robert. You're live. What's on your uh, mind? Well, you, you spoke about arms and, and the people using them. Well, the time of the Russian Revolution, actually the Great October Revolution, as they called it in Russia, um, it was legal to carry guns. As a matter of fact, there was a worker who had his gun with him. He had his rifle with him at the plant in Vladimir Lenin came to visit. He liked to go to the plants and visit people after the revolution. So Vladimir Lenin tried to take the gun away from him. And he said in Russian to him, Nyet, at the Morzna Gaditsa. No, this could come in handy. He wouldn't give it to him. So I just wanted you to know that, that that's the way it started in Russia as well. The people wouldn't give up their arms, but, but the government coerced them into it because the government's got time on their side in order to get the arms away from you. They don't have to do it today. They don't have to do it tomorrow. Next week, the month after that, that'll, that'll be just fine. And that's that's the danger. Oh, well, their time's running out now. Well, I mean, that's kind of my point, right? Like in in Russia, they took their time and did it. In the United States, they don't even really have to because the threat is coming from within, and the people with arms are not repelling that threat. Yeah, I, I keep saying I, I I'm waiting for you know the police, the military to start defending freedom because they haven't done so yet in my time here on this planet. What about the people? When are the people going to rise up and defend freedom? Uh, okay, another, sure. There's another yeah. part of that equation. Sure, three three entire entities then, police, military, and people. Yeah. Well, and uh, Robert has a point as far as incrementalism goes, but it also works in the other direction. So what we're trying to do here and what we are getting more and more successful at is gathering the people that are willing to stand up at least in some capacity for their liberty and their rights. Robert? When the government comes to your home, you have a choice. You can either shoot the guy who's going to take it away from you, or you can give it to him. Yeah. And I, I've, on air... I'm going to go with option A. I'm on record as saying, like, that's not the right time to shoot back. Right? That's the time to turn in your gun, right? 
go to your militia or gang hangout or whatever and tell your gang buddies that they just took my guns and then you go to the stockpile, get another gun, and then go get yours back, right? That's That should be the line in the sand and why it's important to have people around you mm. willing to put something at stake. Robert? Yes, but they can... They still have time on their side. They can figure out, they can come back a second time and a third time to, to many houses, one after the other. I mean, and they can make laws that, that prevent you from even get, leaving your house. Oh, no, no. Once, once they laws, start to the shooting, the laws don't matter, right? Yeah. If they come for the guns yeah, people, and they take the guns, right, that's, that's, that's the first shot fired. Everything after that is an act of defense, and they're not going to be able to go house to house because now there's going to be people on their butt taking them down as well. Let's talk about... This article from the Free Thought Project. Officer charged with murder after he was caught dumping naked body of child in woods. He was likely staking or stalking the child for weeks before. Norcross, Georgia. Earlier this month, the search for 16-year-old Susanna Morales came to an end when her remains were found some 20 miles from her home. She'd been missing since July 26, 2022. She was last seen walking home on surveillance footage, but tragically would never arrive. Her disappearance had been a mystery until then. According to an arrest warrant, she was dumped there by disgraced Doraville police officer Miles Bryant. Last week, Bryant was arrested and charged with concealing Susanna's death after dumping the child's body. This week, he was charged with murder. Ah, so interesting. How did they catch him? Quote, it's unbelievable, honestly, and there are no words that I can say to explain it, Susanna's sister, Jasmine, said at the time. It sucks that it took so long, but I guess with him being an officer, had something to do with that. Was he like a school resource officer stalking her in the hallways? Those are good questions. According to the arrest warrant, police say Bryant dumped Susanna's naked body in a patch of woods in Docula. Medical examiners are still trying to determine the teen's cause of death. The original warrant stated that police suspected Bryant of rape, murder, and other offenses, and this week has been charged with those crimes. According to NBC News, authorities homed in on Bryant after they found a critical piece of evidence, a handgun, in close proximity to where Susanna's body was found during a grid search of the woods near Highway 316 between Downing Creek and the Barrow County line. It was determined that Bryant had reported the personal gun missing on the morning of July 27th, this coincidence made him a person of interest. He's not case. even a good, bad cop. You take one from the evidence locker if you're going to do something like that. <laughs> Let's not give them any ideas. They already have the idea. It's well, not new. Sounds to me like this wasn't really planned out as much as it just kind of happened. He stalked her for weeks, they said. Oh, no, that part was oh, planned okay. out. All right. The murdery part, on the other hand. All right. I think he was planning on keeping her in the basement for a good while longer. But no, she had to do something. According to court records, Bryant lived near Susanna. Local News 11 interviewed neighbors who said Bryant was normal. One of those neighbors shared cell phone videos showing what they described as investigators collecting a bedsheet from Bryant's personal car. In one of those videos, his police car was being towed away. It's hard to put my mind around it right now that this person who lived in this complex did that, said another resident who asked not to disclose her identity. The neighbor says while she didn't know Bryant personally, he has introduced himself several times as a police officer who also moonlights as security at the apartment complex. Neighbor said Bryant's demeanor during the past six months was not alarming. He was very normal, just smiling, laughing, living his life, the neighbor said. Poor baby laid out in a field somewhere. Are you serious? How can you be that cold-hearted? How is somebody that cold-hearted? She rebuffed his advances. As we pointed out last week, though much of the media has been referring to Bryant as a former officer, he was a cop earlier this month. He was only fired after being charged with dumping the naked body of the teenager in the woods. A lot of folks will be like, oh, well, it's just the one bad apple. No. 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 If you listen to this show with any regularity, if you pay attention to media with any regularity, if you pay attention to... Uh, the crimes of uh, government employees at all, you will know that this is not an isolated instance. This is a repeated event. These things keep happening over and over again. 
and nobody seems to care. Nobody seems well, to be able to do anything. I mean, we care because we talk about it all the time. But again, uh, there doesn't seem to be, you know, any real outrage about it. Uh, any sort of you know, they keep talking about. Oh well, we need to reform. It's like, well, you don't need to reform the thing. It's broken. It doesn't work. Get rid of it. And even if you think that it's just one bad apple, you have to finish that saying. Right. Because it's right. one bad apple. Spoils the barrel. There you go. That's exactly right. So finish it. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Look, I get it. There actually are decent human beings who are playing that role. Very unfortunately true. But here's the thing. They are the fleshy outer coating on the Terminator death machine. They are making these monsters look like they're not monsters. And they are complicit. Because that's the thing. If I have a crime and I get someone else to help me do it, it's not that we're both innocent because each of us only did part of the crime. No, we're both guilty. And in the same way, when you're in this gang with your nice gang color blue and your nice gang tagged uh, uh, vehicle, and man, those gangs are powerful, you can tell because their gang tags are everywhere. Yeah. Now, when you're in that gang and your gang member does a murder, you're part of that. And the, the truly good ones in the gang end up dead or fired. Yeah. And, and this girl's relative knew real well. I guess why it took so long was because he was a police officer. And that's absolutely right. They will cover for each other. Oh, they yeah. believe very like firmly a gang in a thin blue line. And you see, they have different rules because they are upholding society. And without them, there would be nothing but chaos. So what if they break a few laws? Which, again, it's weird how easily he was caught. Right? Personal, personal gun? Right? You still got the sheets months later? I mean... Well, that's how brazen these people get because they figure yeah. they're never getting caught because okay. they're they're a badge, yeah. they're a uniform. What are you gonna do? Call the police? Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like uh, uh, I I bought a, a duplex and and I have a tenant, right? Uh, but I'm also a musician and I like my music, my heavy metal, like loud on occasion, and like I will turn that up, right? I will crank my amplifier from time to time while I'm jamming the guitar. What's my tenant going to do? Call me? Right? Like, yeah. They can put in a request. You know? Like, hey, Captain, do you mind? Of course. But yeah. look, I try to be respectful. I try not to do it at, you know, 3 a.m. <laughs> you right. know? But you're not going to get kicked out because you're playing your music too loud. Right. right. And in the same way, who are they going to call? The police? Right. Right. I mean, it's entirely possible for my tenant to call the police for noise nuisance, have the police come yeah, to my door. That's true. And be like, dude, we got a call from... <laughs> the upstairs right you know like you're being too loud and i'd be like oh crap sorry right that's entirely possible now i would hope that my tenant would have the wherewithal to just you know text me first right be like dude trying to sleep can you turn it down uh, oh crap sorry you well, know if i and, got out of hand you know and it's dangerous to be the one going after another cop because all your brothers know that you went after one of their own and now they're going to target you yeah which begs the question what did this guy do to them right they were okay getting him caught well it, it probably the the kid touching thing you think? I, well, I do. I, I think yeah, that, that even... that is a, a pretty strong line for a lot of people. No, that's that's why it's used for blackmail so often is because it is just such an automatic line for just about everybody. I get it, but there's, I mean, I don't know how many there are, but there's not an unsubstantial amount of cops, you know, again, the school resource officer yeah. or their, you know, Leo program with the, you know, teaching the teenagers, how, oh, for the ride-alongs, right? Yeah, that there's there's news reports of that going on. It can't be that far off limits. Well, and and I do wonder, like, I mean, if this guy was a hero cop, you know, if he was a you know politically connected type, how long would he have gotten away with this? Let's Hang go to uh, Padraig in New Mexico. Padraig, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, hey, how much money have you spent to Ukraine? How much money have I spent giving to Ukraine? Zero. How much? Money as the government, the United States government, billions. 
Jinxed two coats, maybe even tens of billions. Do you remember me calling you up a long time ago before the war even started a year ago? Saying that we we should all go over there, all the civilians should go over there. United States. I thought you went. That was like your whole thing. I'm going to go fight for Ukrainian independence. I was there. Stayed at the Black Sea Hotel downtown. There's a McDonald's three blocks in there. Was a McDonald's. So you went to the Ukraine, you went to McDonald's, but you didn't do any fighting for freedom or anything? There's no McDonald's no, in New America. Mexico. I was in the United States military. I fought for America. But we could have sent all the money they sent over there. We could have had everybody in the United States on vacation over there for a week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't want a yeah. vacation in a war zone. No, all the money that, that we sent over there is far more money than government spent on any kind of stimulus plan. It's far more money than, than the government spent on, on feeding the hungry, far more than the government spent on aiding the homeless, far more than the government spent on anything that you might consider a beneficial social program, yeah. far more than they spent on veterans, far more than they spent on suicide prevention, far more than they spent on so many things. It's ridiculous. Now you guys are trying to put a price on freedom and liberty. It's disgusting. You are not well, so far that price is uh, $54 billion. So yeah, tens of billions of dollars. What's that, Patrick? I said, there, you have no argument with me on that point. Yeah. None whatsoever. The money that we throw away, that we could be helping ourselves, it's disgusting. Yeah, That's and, all I have to say. Hey, thanks for the call, Padraig. It is Clean ridiculous. Clean up the chemical spill. Right? It is seriously, and maybe by not exploding it, just a thought. It is completely ridiculous that $54 billion goes to the Ukraine, and people just are like, well, you know, yeah. got to do my taxes. All right. That's where your money's going, people. We have Liz calling. Liz, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Delaware. All right. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Well, um, I just wanted to talk about um, what's happening with the World Health Organization uh, this Ooh. week, starting tomorrow. Um, they're having their fourth meeting of uh, their group. And um, in that meeting, they're going to put forth uh, a, like a, they basically uh, made a zero draft of their policies that they want to enforce for their members people who want to opt in to their services or well, whatever I mean, they are you mean the countries and, uh, that have opted in yeah the, the members yeah, member countries, countries. Not, not people mind you politicians it could Which, easily just right. be guidelines too right we follow whose guidelines yeah no i've been following this story it is bone chilling okay let, it, it really go ahead is. liz and, what what what's the, so they're trying to what are they trying to do with opting in well, it's it's a it's a non-elected um, group that seems to be um, fronting as an organization that uh, pretends to be in the best interest of the citizens of the countries they're helping, and um, they have these new um, policies that when a pandemic, if a pandemic hits uh, these countries that are members that they will come in with these solutions. And there are some, you know, that people can say, oh, whatever. But then there are, you know, three specifics that are a little unnerving to myself and should be unnerving to everyone. All right, what are those and three? And the fact Spill the that they're, they're a totally non-elected uh, organization that we the people have no even say over whether we want to opt in oh yeah this thing really totally thin. circumvents the uh, the leadership entirely but you're, you got us on the edge of our seat about which three right well so there are three that are kind of like left in the open and uh one of them is um item g which is um can you hear me yep oh, yes yeah. okay this is uh one health surveillance then H, uh, One Health Surveillance, which is kind of like um, it's uh, all the other um, uh, pro- propositions, I suppose, they're, um, okay. they, they have meanings. And this one says means dot, dot, dot. And then there is infodemic, which means dot, dot, dot. And then there is um, 
inner pandemic, which means dot, dot, dot to them, um, which was their original, um, I guess, drafting of this. Mm. But since that came out, the original, they've made some changes. And if you if you were to Google the word infodemic, it's a made up word by the World Health Organization, which is defined as too much information, including false or misleading information in digital and physical environments during disease outbreak. So they're talking about limiting our access to information. And how is that like, how is that okay? Like, why are we not allowed to have information that could, um, you know, either sway us one way or the other? Well, that information might cause us to not do exactly what they tell us to do. Bingo! Exactly. And because you have silly people spreading false information. but, But who are they except who are they? So what they are pushing through now is the compulsory side of this. So that all of the countries that have signed on to the World Health Organization, once this goes through, it will circumvent all of these little independent governments and whatever they might think the right thing to do is. No, okay. no, no. The World Health Organization is superior to your government. Well, even if they're superior to my government, that's fine. Right? Are they superior to me as an individual, making my individual choices? In a community of people, as we've been already discussing on this show, are prone to resist those type of things. Like, do I really care? Yeah. There are Should enough people prone to resist anything, in my opinion. That's people, fact. People are just such lay down, roll over, compliant, docile. I mean, that's kind of the point I made earlier in the show, but we're, we're supposed to be in a community of people who don't do those sort of things. I'll say this I much. feel insulated a little we, bit. We have the best chance here in New Hampshire, for sure. Okay. That being said, man, it's it's nowhere near good enough. Okay. And So the who says, okay. infodemic, you must all line up and inhale this whatever it is for the next pandemic or whatever. So I, I kind of forgot her third point, but the, the so and this was the infodemic second Infodemic was the third one. There was no, the, infodemic was the second one. Okay. Uh, the first one, though. Uh, health one, and it's it's another one of their like, oh, well, this is our special, special phrase. Now, what health one means is that whenever there's a pandemic, what they have to control about that situation is everything. They have to control the effects of the animals and the environment and the commerce and all of these things because every one of those things has an impact on health. Therefore, what we are reigning over when there's a pandemic is everything. Okay. Yeah, so that's what the health one part of this means. Okay. I can see it from their perspective, and I, again, would advise resistance. Yeah. Right. Was it One Health, not Health One? Uh, it might have, been, might have been One Health. Okay. I was just trying to look for the third thing. That was, again, during the, during the last pandemic, right, that was, I've said it, we've said it a number of times on this show, I believe, um, the whole shutdown was folly because they missed the entire supply side of production. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. they went here. Have all this money so you can survive through the shutdown, but there was nothing being produced because right. they shut everything down. Yeah, and that's the thing: you shut down something you think is not essential, and turns out, oh well, you shut down the people who were making the plastic wrap that we need to wrap up the meat that we need in order to not die. Right, and during the pandemic, they were stopping the production. Right, they're like, oh, you got to you got to dis- destroy all this meat yeah. and milk because this is for commercial purposes and. You can't just sell it directly to yeah. consumers who need it. Yeah. If only there were a way for more men to obtain <laughs> obtain a, a higher testicular fortitude, if you will. That's why he's uh, in the first chair. I, I do kind of want to make one last thing before we go back into the story, though. Um, Babies. I do want to point out what this is actually part of is the the whole plan for the, the bioterrorism control structure. So like with the spill that they just did in Ohio, they, that's the test run of their digital tracking. They put a they they put a, a digital ID on all of these people, you know, so they can check on them later. Sure. Make sure that they're healthy later on. So, with regards to obtaining more testicular fortitude, apparently... 
drink more soda. The con- the consumption of specifically Coca-Cola and Pepsi uh, results in higher testosterone levels and larger testicles, at least as suggested by a study in rodents. I'm always thrilled when a restaurant has Pepsi products. I'm a Pepsi guy. Yeah? Yeah. I, Over Coke. I, I prefer Coca-Cola products because they have more carbonation. Okay. Uh, the Pepsi products are less carbonated and therefore belch less good. I, All right. I, I mean, prefer, that's what you're going for. I, I prefer my I soft th- drinks that give good belch. Previous studies have linked sugary sodas to a host of health problems, including obesity, diabetes, heart disease, high blood pressure, and tooth decay. Experts from the Northwest Minzu University in China set out to show that sugary sodas were bad for male fertility. They cited previous research which showed that carbonated drinks had negative effects on female ovaries. One group of 30 male mice was kept in a cage, and their water bottle was filled with 50% Pepsi mixed with tap water. Gross. Who would enjoy that? Apparently the mice. I guess. Another 30 mice were kept in a different cage and given pure Pepsi. The same was done for two groups of mice, but with Coca-Cola. A fifth group was used as a control and given pure water. All mice could drink as much as they pleased for 15 days. The mass That's a quick turnaround. The 15 days, as That's much fair. as you can drink. You've yeah. got a date coming up in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, remind me when I get home to uh, throw some money at Coke and Pepsi. <laughs> I feel an investment coming on here. The mass of the mice Remember, is- sugar-free, not caffeine-free. <laughs> The mass of the mice's testicles was measured on days 0, 5, 7, 10, 13, and 15. On day 15, the mass of the mice's testicles was significantly higher in the groups that drank Coca-Cola and 100% Pepsi compared to the 50% Pepsi and the control groups. So even diluting the Pepsi a bit doesn't yield the results. It's got to be pure. Pure. Got to have the good stuff. Absolutely. No cutting. I want to see the results of Coke versus Pepsi now. Imagine the marketing campaign on that one. Right. Too bad the Super Bowl's already passed. Now, what would happen if they actually put Coke back in Coca-Cola? People drink more of it. Well, you think? <laughs> uh, the the CIA would run Coca-Cola within a week. That's what I think would happen. Yeah, yeah that's true. It would give five-hour energy a run for its money. <laughs> I don't even need a monster anymore. I've got cocaine. The real then monster. You're the beverage. monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they. That'd be their their uh, advertising. Like, the real monster beverage. <laughs> there was an energy drink guy who came out and like called his energy drink cocaine, and then so they you know they had him take a sip. He's like, okay, so you know how that. was that sip? He's like, well, it burns my throat. Like, okay, so you know, whatever. Just a weird reaction to his own energy drink. Uh, the outcomes demonstrated a high dose of Pepsi Cola or Coca Cola could promote. Testes growth and development, the study said. Testosterone levels were also recorded, and concentrations were found to be enhanced at the end of the study. On days 10 and 15, the group which drank pure Pepsi had significantly higher concentrations of testosterone than the control group. So it's not the tumor. (laughs) It's not the tumor. Uh, After 15 days, the control group's testosterone concentration was around 23 nanomoles per liter, whereas the groups who drank pure Coca-Cola and Pepsi had concentrations that were roughly 30 nanomoles per liter. That's why teenage males are so aggressive. Like, it's natural, Mm, and then they enhance it with... Well, it's it's already natural, right? right? right. Then it's enhanced with Coca-Cola and soft drinks and all that other stuff. Yeah. The mice who were allocated the pure Coca-Cola also had higher levels of the male hormone than the control group. The results suggested that large doses of Pepsi and Coca-Cola could improve testosterone production in male mice. However, comma, the mice used in the study are non-copulating, meaning they do not mate. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I had to um, bring up that I was watching the news, and the Albuquerque News had a a drunk lady high on drugs. Um, She ran a red light and uh, killed the... Women going to work, and uh, so a family lost a mother. So, you know, all she's going to get is like 10 years in prison. That's what they're going to sentence her. So, I mean, you say that's all she's going to get. It doesn't make anybody whole, but 10 years in prison is no slouch of a term either. 
Yeah, that's a right. Significant... But do they don't they always kind of get let off a little bit earlier, you know, than that if they do good time or something? I don't know if they could hold you up longer or something. I mean, things like that do happen, but they also go the other way too, where somebody gets imprisoned and they don't behave well, and they end up spending more time than their sentence. Oh yeah, that that does happen too. Well, it was kind of amazing that after five hours, their her blood, um, their alcohol level was twice the legal limit. So when if they were to test their blood right away, yeah, see, I mean, it, it could have been like four times. The media the likes to legal. say things like the blood alcohol content was twice the legal limit. They don't tell you like how tall or fat the person was, how much they weighed. These things are a factor. I know people that are very large people that can very easily be twice the legal limit and not be drunk at all. Yeah, so that's what that's like a typical happening. So you know, this this is like our our um, our hurricane. But uh, back to the end about You're comparing that to a hurricane. Well, I mean, it's, this is our natural disaster: drunk drivers getting killed oh. while you're walking and crossing the street. That's not by a natural disaster. Well, I, I mean, it, it's uh, it's New Mexico's uh, form of all the people that way that people everybody gets killed here. So, you know? drunk driving um, is illegal in New Mexico, right, Sarah? Well, it it is illegal. Okay, so then, then like, so then, having a law making drunk driving illegal has failed to stop drunk drivers, correct? That's correct. I mean, look okay. at this. I All mean, right. they so, some so it has what, happened to kill somebody. If passing a law saying that drunk driving is illegal does not stop drunk drivers, how do you stop them? Well, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that we got the self-driving cars coming I want to go the other soon. way. Okay. Drunk driving should be mandatory. <laughs> yeah, right. In every case, in every case where a drunk driver runs into a sober driver... Who survives and who dies? The drunk driver survives and the sober driver dies. So if you want to survive a car wreck, right, you should be drunk. This from PCGamer.com. The headline reads, How am I just now learning about the cops whose job is to play Fortnite? This is just so ridiculous. Well, you know, if they're going to run around killing people, I'd rather those people be digital. Did you know that Denmark has a specialized unit of cops whose job is to play online games like Counter-Strike, Global of Offensive, Fortnite, and <laughs> Minecraft? Me neither, until I was alerted to their existence via Reddit of the Danish Politets. Uh, there's a police online patrol, the POP, if you will. Wasn't going to be Chicago. <laughs> yeah, they're too busy shooting people. The cops, that is. Yeah. Uh, a squad of Danish police officers whose job is apparently to patrol online social spaces and keep an eye out for things like fraud and hate speech. Oh, oh! So now I'm against it. Jesus. The unit. <laughs> the unit. <laughs> That's what they the call him. That's one of his nicknames. The unit maintains a presence on Steam, Discord, and even streams on Twitch, where it was active earlier today. Can't even talk trash online anymore. Right. It's all the fun stuff and new terms you'd learn. Natu- Xbox Live. Naturally, it's also active in popular multiplayer games. Like the ones mentioned earlier, the squads, players, avatars, and Minecraft have been customized to resemble a Danish police uniform. They're pretty prolific on TikTok as well. Please tell me they're in GTA Online. <laughs> uh, let's see. Counter-Strike, that, that Global Offensive, Fortnite, Especially Minecraft. if they're going to dress their avatars in uniform. Right, yeah. Uh, the POP actually got started back in April 2022 with a remit to patrol social media and engage in dialogue with children and young people in particular to prevent inappropriate behavior and crime and intervene if offices or offenses are committed. Which one of them pitched that to the chief? You know, chief, <laughs> rather than going out on patrol today in the field. How about I just monitor Fortnite for a few hours and see what's going on online? You know, there's just not so much to do here. And uh, if I could just get on that there Fortnite, I bet you I could find me some hate speech, don't you know? These guys are in Denmark, not Minnesota. Same people. (laughs) (laughs) Same people.
<laughs> Denmark is not Follow alone. Migration patterns. Denmark is not alone in this practice. Community police in the Netherlands had a gaming with the police initiative back in 2020 with Wait, 21 teams. Well, if you really need to shoot the police, it's nice that they gave you the re- the right opportunity. They had 21 teams across the country trying to, quote, keep in touch with the youth who are active in the digital domain, unquote, by entering their comfort zone through gaming, unquote, again. Pretty soon, it's going to be all police on those servers as kids move away from Fortnite, <laughs> and they're just like they're going to be stinging each other, like you know the drug dealer yeah. and the drug seller. They're going to be like, "Yep, who's doing the hate like, speech? Oh, we got him!" Like I'm and an it's undercover. Like Bob no. in the other room. No, I'm an undercover. Oh no, we've or busted Sven. each other. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast. Listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.